everyone, and welcome back to the Comeuppance Reviews podcast. This is Brett from Comeuppance Reviews. Hey, this is Ty. We're back with <laughs> episode 26. So, pretty I, cool. I can't believe it either. You know, just last year, we were at episode one. <laughs> that's true. Two. We have been doing this for about a year now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really cool that we're already at episode 26, and we're going to have 27 real soon, and 28. <laughs> oh, that's the order? Yeah, that's the order of by those math standards I hear so much about. You know. <laughs> so it's not the new math. No, no. What is that fuzzy math that George Bush? Yeah, fuzzy math. Yeah, fuzzy math. <laughs> what is fuzzy math? I don't know. And no one knows. It's fuzzy. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> okay, well, we'll never know. It's part of the fun. But we were talking about certain stars and their yeah. names, which seems to come up a lot on the podcast. But you had some more observations about that. So, uh, yeah. what's that? Oh, yeah. I was just telling you this before we started recording is that, you know, I mentioned this before, but no one calls Michael Bean Mike Bean. So, I mm-hmm. thought of another one that no one calls Bob Hoskins Robert Hoskins. The late no, great. you never hear that ever. I've never heard that ever. And then I thought, wait a second, that's funny. Robert Hoskins. And then he, he really hated Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> yes, I mean, I don't know if that's well known or not to the audience, but I believe you have uh, some background evidence as to yeah. his hatred of being in Super Mario Brothers. Because before he passed away, he had an interview with The Guardian, UK paper. And then <laughs> here's what it says. This is just funny. What okay, is so you're going to quote now, you're quoting the article from The Guardian. Yes, I'm going to be quoting the interviewer and then Bob Hoskins. Okay. So... Here I go. So what is the worst job you've done? And then Bob Hoskins says, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> what has been your biggest disappointment? Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> and if you can edit your past, what would you change? I wouldn't do Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That's very funny. I love that. that that's like <laughs> his answer for every anything negative is Super Mario Brothers. What would you do? Yeah. Super Mario Brothers. Like, what yeah. would you take away? Super Mario Brothers. Mario like, Brothers. he has that ready to go every answer. It's so funny because I, well, I think Dennis Hopper didn't like making it. John Leguizamo, Fisher Stevens. I, no one's ever asked Samantha Mathis about this. Mm. Super Mario Brothers. Well, they should. <laughs> Maybe she hates it too. Um, oh, you know, Daisy, I, you're in another castle. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, they asked all those people, but has anyone asked Wario about uh, no, the or, movie? Is it like or Waluigi? Lu- yeah, Waluigi. Yeah, it's Wa-Lu- Wario and Waluigi. That sounds weird to say, Waluigi. Well, <laughs> sounds wrong. Maybe that's why that system where you look into it and it's red, I forget what that's called right now. Um, that's why it didn't take off, because I, I think that was the Waluigi and Wa Mario, or not Wa Wario system. But I remember looking in one of those at a, a display at Nobody Beats the Wiz, which is kind of interesting in its own right, because Nobody Beats the Wiz doesn't exist anymore. And I remember it's like, it makes you feel bad, like, not emotionally, but it makes your head hurt. Like, it, it feels... It's like you were crossing your eyes for like an extremely long amount of time. So speaking more about uh, me being a nobody beats the whiz, I was in the virtual boy. That's what the thing is called. Oh, virtual boy. Virtual boy. That's interesting because what was that again? It was. Yeah. You look into it. It it looks almost like VR, but it's on a little stand so you can keep it on a table and then you look in it and, um, you get a headache and it feels like you've had your eyes crossed for the past half an hour. I kind of remember this. Was that KB toys back in the nineties? Oh, I'm sure it was. This has a lot to do with Jeff Speakman. I just wanted people to know. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to Jeff Speakman. That's, that's the topic of the day. But uh, I didn't want to mention one thing about virtual boy. Cause I remember it was all red, right? It just, it just destroys your vision. It's gone for a day. At least. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, red vision. Isn't that a Pat Benatar song? It sounds like possible, yes, but I don't know off the top of my head. I think so. Red Vision. <laughs> okay. So well, they should have used it in the commercial for the Virtual Boy. That'd be cool. Maybe get Pat to actually play the Virtual Boy. Well, or, even better. I guess it would be Patricia. You know what? I remember something about Pat Benatar on maybe the first or second episode of this very podcast that she didn't like playing Invincible. 
from uh, some sort of reaction Billie against the legend of Billie Jean. Yeah, it's like I guess Billie Jean tanked at the box office. I, I remember saying this already, but yeah, tank. It's like this is from a movie I did that tanked at the box office, Invincible. <laughs> so like, well, okay. which box office standing shouldn't really impact on whether she plays the song or not. It's one of her best songs, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, what's, that good, what's that song? She, I know I'm not talking about that. This is what the Pat Vantar podcast, but uh, in the wait, it's a, the music video has Bill Paxton in it. What was that song? It sounds like you were about to sing the Shadows of the Night. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Shadows of the Night. It's been in the air. You just want an excuse to sing. I think that's okay, what I'll stop. Is. I'll stop at the Benatar. But, so we have our cliche today and the action stars, right? Before we talk Speakman. Yes. That's right. And I guess we'll start with the cliches. Yeah, sure. And, uh, Sounds good. We kind of have a double header, which, you know, we've done in the past, some kind of connected cliches. And um, they are the fruit oh. cart chase. Yes. And uh, something we've always noticed, and I'm sure we're not the only ones, but <laughs> whenever there's a scene with a pool, someone always falls in the pool. Yep. They always like, whoa. <laughs> In pretty much any movie and TV show with a pool, you can pretty much bet dollars to donut someone's going to fall in that pool. Yep, it's like, wait, there's a pool here. Someone's going to fall. And then, of course, with the fruit cart, it's like, of course, the fruit cart is right in the way of these car chases or the, the panes of glass. Yeah. <laughs> someone's, yeah, some movers are always moving a pane of glass or, you know, there's a fruit vendor and <laughs> or with a lot like, of colorful fruit because it's just a way to make it more colorful. So I completely get why they do it. You know? I think in The Rock, they kind of they kind of were self-aware about that. They had like the fruit cart and the pane of glass and like the artwork. <laughs> and Nicholas right, King right. running through. <laughs> or sometimes a woman with the baby carriage. Yes. And they stop right, right before they hit the baby. <laughs> Or an old woman crossing the street at a very yeah. slow rate of speed. It's like, come on, old lady. I know you have to cross the street, but Nicholas Cage has a car chase to do. So, Right. So you always see a version of the fruit cart chase. I think I found In another example. I, oh, okay. Or at least of a funny chase, which is the movie Jade with David Caruso. Do you ever, you've seen that? Mm. I have, but a long time ago. It's because it, it's, he's on the streets of San Francisco. He's doing that like he's driving really fast. He jumps up really fast and the car crashes. <laughs> it's like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, it was hilarious. And I think he has like special vision, speaking of red vision. And uh, it's like only he can see the special evidence, not uh, anybody else. It's very weird. <laughs> like he you highlights. Would have, you think David Caruso would have red vision because he has red hair. That That's a good point, but he does. So like, <laughs> he hasn't worked lately. Uh, I haven't seen him. I think he's retired from his all CSI Miami money. So, <laughs> well, wouldn't you be? I, I'd be rolling in that cash, sure. When he, <laughs> his acting is very, very wooden. So, <laughs> well, isn't that part of the fun? It is fun because he he just says, you know, time to solve this murder, and then that's all he really says. He takes off his sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> or does he not sunglasses? I don't know. Well, he's wearing sunglasses. Then he takes off the sunglasses. Then he puts them back on after he says his one-liner. So, like, well, that's worth thirty yeah. million dollars. Yeah, it's like murder is in the cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. besides, you know, these sort of one-liners at the beginning of the episode are not going to be better than Lenny's from Law and Order. They're just not. That's so, great point. why are they bothering? Yeah, Lenny has the best one-liners. So. I don't think uh, Goran did any one-liners, really. Mostly... Goran is more serious. He's yeah. more serious-minded. Goran didn't really joke around that much. But, uh, okay, well, Goran's partner, what, Catherine Herb, what, what was <laughs> Not Bishop. Eames. Eames. <laughs> Eames, thank you. So, yeah, thank you, Eames. She always says, you're under arrest for murder. <laughs> right, that's her line. She says that almost every episode, because Vincent D'Onofrio gets all the hot lines and all the cool, uh, you know, fun acting to do. She just has to say you're under arrest for murder. <laughs> Lots of, well, so that's uh, what she relishes in. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Oh wait, so the cliches? I mean, any other examples of um, the pool? Countless examples. I mean, we we'd be doing this podcast all day if we talked about every single fruit card. The, the listeners know <laughs> that there's a there's a fruit card in almost every action movie, and someone always falls in the pool. I think people know that. I mean, it's yeah, almost pointless to give count the, all the countless examples. And it's tricky to, th- uh, to think of them live like this. So it's like, uh, but I gave you, I gave you know, well, The Rock is more of a jokey one, but but it's so there. So I guess we have the oh I, I didn't get to say this it's the cliche of the day or cliche of the day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and then this <laughs> since we're doing our intros or the ones you say, why might as well do the one for the should have been an action star. Uh, okay, here we go. Should have been an action star. <laughs> change it. <laughs> I, I see you're changing it up. And... Okay, I can just do the classic. Should have been an action star. There we go. Here okay. it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I we had to be like a horn hit, like a trumpet or something. Should have yeah. been star. Bam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, so I mean, this is your action star. Yes. Well, I hope we didn't mention this before and should have been an, uh, a contender of Ryan, but yeah. I have Tavis Smiley from PBS. Right. Tavis. Yeah. yeah. So his name is Tavis, and his last name is Travis. Smiley. Right. I'm sorry, what? Oh, I just sorry to interrupt. I I know you have a lot to say about Tavis Smiley. I just wanted to point out to people that might not know him that it's Tavis, not yeah. Travis. It's T A V I S. Yeah, Tavis Smiley. So in this movie, he would be out for revenge as usual. Mm. He, he grows a beard. He, if you if you haven't seen Tavis Smiley, he's just you know he's a African American gentleman who talks very slow and interviews his guests very slowly. <laughs> he doesn't really do hardball questions. He yeah. kind of, I don't want to say he does softball questions, but it's, yeah. it's from like what people I've seen, it's not really like a hard-hitting type of interview. It's no, you know, it's, it's like a like, Charlie Rose style thing where it's like it's just a conversation. Yeah, it's like softball, maybe softball plus. So, right. Cause I think I, I haven't seen much Tavis Smiley, but I remember him talking to Chevy Chase about like, can you talk about Funny Farm? <laughs> oh, yeah, some of our Funny Farm. Yeah. So, and then that, well, there's a lot of tangents, but a long time ago, I used to uh, subscribe to the to Premiere magazine mm-hmm. and, uh, in the 2000s, and they were talking about that movie Snow Day with Chevy Chase, and then there, and I guess che- Chevy Chase had to go to the press junket for Snow Day, and then uh, some like kind of snarky interviews like, well, what happened to your career, Chevy? <sighs> A yeah. little, a little snarky, I have to say. Well, but then, but wasn't he just ahead of his time because when they did that roast of Chevy Chase? Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> was it Richard Belzer that had that line that we always talk about, or was, was it someone else? Which was, uh, what was it, Chevy Chase? Um, no, no, I remember it. Oh, uh, what is it? Go ahead, I don't remember. Which is, um, the town of Chevy Chase, Maryland, has officially changed its name to Not Funny Maryland. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, but uh yeah so i that's cool that he did, did a deep dive which is what i like for interviewers if i ever interviewed someone which maybe we will for this podcast yeah, someday uh, i mean someone who's been in movies and we've interviewed our friends and stuff but not yeah. these what you call celebrities i would go deep into the back catalog that's what we said in the last episode like if somehow we got to talk to robert Downey jr we're talking about danger zone so, right <laughs> like i said the skeletons in their direct-to-video closet so. Yes, which is the, what I'm interested in, not whatever they happen to be promoting at the moment. And also, Sandy Bullock. Yeah, <laughs> it's a silly movie in the past. Well, not Fire on the Well, just Fire on the Amazon. But she made mm-hmm. a movie called Hangman. Have you heard of this? Hangman, it's a, yeah. It's a J. Christian and Vorgensen movie. Oh wow! And I've seen it. It's not very good. She barely has really a role in it. But it's like, hey, someone should ask about Hangman. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be interesting just to get a perspective on that. I mean, I think that would be interesting. Like, I'm, t- you know, yes, we all love speed. We all love the lake house. But how about hangmen? Right. No, it's true. Yeah, the one episode I've seen, he did an interview with Dennis Miller. So I'm guessing oh. he interviews comedians. Yeah, um, I think he does. I, maybe if I can remember, which I hope I do. I'll look up some Tavis Smiley interviews. Maybe there's something interesting out there. But in this movie, we're we're proposing that he's out for revenge, and then maybe, because he you know he has his revenge outfit. Maybe it's the revenge suit because he's always wearing a suit on PBS. 
Yeah, like, yeah, I can see yeah. that. So that'd be kind of cool. And then, oh, I see it. Like he he defeats the final bad guy, and the blood splashes on his suit. It's like so it'd be uh, very gritty. So it's like, well, I'd imagine he's wearing sunglasses. Yes, absolutely. And he has maybe maybe he has like a two Uzis or something. <laughs> <laughs> two wow okay two uzis two, two uzis uh, usually it's just two guns like a john woo movie but he has two uzis and he goes ah <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's the tabis we all want to see now do have you given any thought to what the title of the movie might be i don't know maybe like it would be something maybe like uh blood justice and it's like <laughs> his family is blood like our, my family is blood and now i'm out for right. blood justice yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, that's just basically from the top of my head. <laughs> so I mean, I guess, maybe you know, this is also off the top of my head, but uh, you know, maybe death smileys on a murderer. I don't yeah. know. It's <laughs> death smileys. <laughs> I like that. Jalo, death smiles on a murderer. Maybe we have oh. a death smileys on a murderer. Yeah, yeah death smileys. <laughs> smileys. Well, happy smiles. That's something from my Ridgehill School uh, elementary school days. They used to called. Uh, the orange slices they give you call them uh, happy smiles. Yeah, that's so, what they call them. <laughs> but I guess that's it for action stars. I mean, I could. I only have his Tavis Smiley for today. Okay, well, but, you only need one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could be saddled with like a partner for a second. and uh, but, it, but he's basically out for for his blood and lone justice. So. Right. I mean, that. Seems like a perfectly good movie to me. Someone should ask him and see if he wants to do it. I, wait, he probably wears like really cool shoes, maybe like wing tips. So maybe he kicks <laughs> someone in the face. <laughs> so like, or maybe the wing tips have actual wings and he could fly around the city. <laughs> yeah. Now we're getting to like Batman or uh, I don't know, Green Lantern or something. So like <laughs> Crow. The Crow. Oh, Tavis Smiley has the Crow. That's perfect. Or, well, yeah. Or, if Sticky Fingers can play Blade, That's a good point. couldn't Tavis Smiley play the Crow? I don't see why not. So, it's, All right. Well, on that up note, um, yeah, I guess we'll start our discussion of the man of the hour, Jeff Speakman. Yes. Um, you know, I, I don't want to you know re, redo old ground, but I do remember when The Perfect Weapon came to North Haven Showcase Cinemas. And That's awesome. I, I'm sure I wanted to see it, but, you know, I was younger mm-hmm. at the time and i remember thinking this is another action movie I, like i think i said before i thought another one that's what i thought to myself because that was such an action rich time i thought it's jeff speakman they're rolling out a new guy you know after all the van dams and stallones and schwarzeneggers and the big names they're trying right. to put him in the theater and here's another one which is what i remember thinking were you like cool or like hey another movie i need a break from all um, these uh I, I, it wasn't negative. I remember okay. that. It was kind of like they're adding a new guy to our lineup. If anything, it was positive because it's a new guy, not the ones we've seen before. No, it wasn't a negative reaction. It was just, okay. but I was thinking how he was going to fit in with all the other ones. You know, I, I, I was, if anything, I was concerned that he wouldn't be able to keep up. <laughs> well, we'll talk about the perfect weapon a little bit later because yes. that's, we'll just say right now, it's probably his best movie. So yes, we'll, we'll go back. That one went to the theater. I don't think the street night that go to the theater briefly and then went basically quickly to video. I mean, it might've gone to the theater in other countries. I don't think it went to the theater here. So I, I guess I, I could. Um, well, you had some background about Mr. I have a bit of background now. I mean, I don't want to bore anybody. Um, <laughs> well, people are interested. I'll try to do this quickly. I will try to do this quickly. Um, um cause you might know some of this information. Yeah. If you're a fan, and um, which if you're listening to this, you probably are. Uh, but uh, just very quickly, um, Jeff Speakman was born on November 8th, 1958. Um, oh. He's a master in American Kempo, which yes. definitely shows up in a lot of movies, especially Street Night. Um, also, he does Japanese, I believe it's pronounced Goju Ryu. Okay, and he's a black that? belt. I, it's a, just a Japanese form of martial arts. Oh, <laughs> um, right. He has a black belt in those. Um, Speakman was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. Oh, okay, he was a cool. springboard diver at John Hersey High School and achieved All-American status. He graduated from Missouri Southern State College. Wow, what a life. 
<laughs> well, he's just barely getting going. I mean, he he has said that the television show Kung Fu got him interested in martial arts. Yeah, and he was on an episode of Hunter, so he just he kind of got his start there. So, right, and that might come up later for going, well, you know, going through is, his career. Yeah, well, let's go through his career. Well, the ones that we've seen. Oh, he only has 22 credits on IMDb, so it's kind of be a, kind of it's not as much. Not to say it's like Stallone, he's like 100 credits. So it's like. Um, you want any more information about Mr. Jeffrey Speakman? Yeah, I do have a little more. Speakman received his first degree black belt in American Kempo in 1984. Oh. Uh, uh, he sold his car to pay for the moving expenses to uh, meet the master who taught him, uh, Goju Ryu. So he was completely and totally dedicated. Um, pretty good. Uh, pretty dedicated to the martial arts. You know, when you see his name, the Goju, I think of Goji Berries. Which will remind you of a certain other martial artist, Steven Seagal. Stevens, I like goji berries. I have lightning bolt. I drink it all the time. (laughs) Uh, Speakman holds training camps every year at the Jeff Speakman International Kempo Camp for American Kempo. I wish Um, I could have gone there. That'd be awesome. uh, It's as far as I know, he's still doing it. Um, Where is it again? um, Where is it? It doesn't say in the. I'm sure we could Google that, but it doesn't say okay. what I'm reading. The Speakman was inducted into the Black Belt Hall of Fame for Instructor of the Year. He was mm-hmm. also recognized for excellence in martial arts and inducted into the Masters Hall of Fame in 2009, where he received the Silver Life Achievement Award. Pretty good. Wow, look at all these great awards. So founder and director of American Kempo Karate Systems, an international Kempo Karate organization with more than 50 schools. Because he's had an interesting career, because when you think about it, you kind of I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but he had a lot of, you know, accomplishments. So it's really cool that he got to be in movies. So. Right. So he took his complete dedication to martial arts, especially the two that I mentioned, and kind of parlayed them into a movie career. And he definitely hit it at the right, right time because Absolutely. that was when action was booming in the in the theaters and on video. So it's pretty awesome. I mean, we could start. I'm going to kind of start off. Unless you have more information, I could start off. I'm going to jump around a little bit this time. Yeah, I'll let uh, you be in charge of the order we talk about these movies in, but I'm finished with my background. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to hear more. If you had, you had no, no, more. that's it. I mean, there's, there may be some more things I could say, but that's the main bullet points. Oh, okay. So I'm going to start off with a movie you haven't seen, okay. which is one of his last movies that he made in 2006, which is Striking Range, a.k.a. Bloodlines. And he plays the villain. Uh, he's up against Lou Diamond Phillips and Yancey Butler. And uh, Tom Wright, you know the the black actor. He's in all. He's a, one of his character actors. You've seen him in every Street Hunter. Remember that one with uh, Steve James? I mean, I remember the movie Street Hunter. I'd, yeah. If you look up Tom Wright at IMDb, like, whoa, he's been in so many things. So in this movie, he plays Kilmer, Jeff Speakman, and like he's a villain. He's like something about a, like a, an evil laser. <laughs> Of course, well, that sounds good. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good movie. I'm trying to get a copy myself. Um, it's at the library. Like I can rent at the library, but I, I buy my own copy. It's pretty cool. I mean, I remember when it was coming out. It's like, whoa, this looks awesome. Striking, <laughs> striking range. Never, you never remember the title. I'm I looking at it right now. I already forgot the title because there's a movie called Striking Point with uh, <laughs> with Ivan Rogers, right? Um. Was it Ivan Rogers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, it was Ivan Rogers, yes. Was it Christopher Mitchum? Chris Mitchum? That's a weird <laughs> yes, movie. that sounds right. And of course, it's Striking Distance with Striking Bruce Distance. Willis. <laughs> right? Bruce Willis? Yes, Striking Distance. It's a great yeah. time. So, uh, if you want to watch more Striking Distance, also <laughs> watch A Blaze when you can see uh, Ice-T and uh, like Louis Mandalore as, jo- as uh, John Mahoney and Bruce Willis. <laughs> It's another one of these recycled footage movies. Huh? Yeah, I think we talked about that in one of the earlier episodes. It just cracked me up. So the thing about Striking Range, it was a pretty cool movie when it was coming out because you know, got the awesome trailer because he says Lou Diamond Phillips. And he starts yelling at someone in the in the movie. So it was like, whoa, this looks cool. And and uh, they um, Speakman does fight in the movie. So it's kind of it's kind of cool. it's kind of underrated, I'd say. I would definitely check it out. Um, okay. Another movie. Uh, you haven't seen. I watched it today, which is oh, yeah. 
You're kind of burying the lead here. You watched the Jeff yeah. speaking movie this morning. Yeah, this morning. Right? So like, and, and uh, you know, in preparation for this very podcast, it's like, wait, I have a Jeff Speakman movie I have not seen, and I got it at the archive, and the movie is called Time Lock, and he plays the villain. And again, actually, um, his name is Nick Masters. It's the movie's kind of like Demolition Man, but even stupider. <laughs> not the Demolition Man. Is, well, Demolition Man is a silly movie, but think of it as a low budget Demolition Man. Oh, okay. And he plays the villain, and um, he's also there's another villain, Jeffrey Meek. <laughs> he's the star of that that old show Raven. Oh, okay. So, but he's he's the heroes are uh, Ari Gross <laughs> and Miriam Diabo. Is that how you say her name? So, I, I'm sure that's at least close enough. Yeah. It's a space slog movie. It's not that it's not very good, but Speakman actually puts a lot of energy in the performance as McMaster as the villain. He's like, yeah, he's yelling, ah, he has this kind of scraggly long hair, and it's got he's the best part of the movie because it's like well, sure, like go ahead. Oh, well, sorry to interrupt, but I was just gonna no. say if it's if it's comparable to Demolition Man, he would have to up his game if he wants to be a bad guy on the order of Simon Phoenix. That is true. He did his best. He's not even close to being like a Simon Phoenix, but. Because it's basically set on the ship. Also, Martin Cove is in it for like a minute, which I didn't even know when it popped up. Hey, Martin Cove. So it's okay. I mean, if you can get it for like a dollar or two, like I did, it's I guess it's worth a watch. Um, I'm gonna go to one more movie that you have not seen, if you don't mind. Okay. No, no, it'd be good to get the ones I haven't seen out of the way. You should probably do all the ones I haven't seen. Oh, okay. Well, this is more of a drama. It's from the director of Striking Range. It's called The Gunman. So he doesn't he doesn't really do much. He's just like kind of a it, it kind of a similar role for Hot Boys. He's just kind of a like a master Kempo expert <laughs> named Scott. Remember, remember that for, for Hot Boys or what's it called in the UK? Gang, gang law. Yeah. We'll get the Hot Boys. No, we'll do that next after this. I'm just saying that right. it's a, kind of an interesting drama. It's Sean Patrick Flannery and he's like finding he's like, like a murders in East Town. And who's doing the murdering? And they got Jeff Speakman, and you got Mimi Rogers. So <laughs> it's not a bad movie. I mean, if you can get it for free, perfectly fine. Good rental. Um, so we can jump right to Hot Boys, a movie we've seen. <laughs> Talk about yes. this for a little bit. I mean, it's cool that he's in Hot Boys, but this is far from a Speakman vehicle. It's almost a cameo from what I recall. Yes, he plays Master Key. Keaton, and he helps Silk the Shock, Silk the Shaka, <laughs> to do his like his awesome Kempo moves. You, I think you remember that, right? Oh, I definitely remember that, and I remember he's Silk. Is it Silk the Shocker, or is it Silk Slick the Shocker? No, no Silk. Silk S I L K. I'll just spell it. Yeah, S I L K K the T H A Shocker. <laughs> right. So he, I think I did this joke in the review, but he plays Mr. Shocker's uh, teacher. Yes. And, um, <laughs> and I mean, that plot line almost doesn't need to be in the movie at all. It's almost like they got a hold of Jeff Speakman and said, oh, yeah, OK, you could be a karate teacher. Sure. Um, it's so, a great point. It's so you know yes. unnecessary, but it's cool to see him. It's like, yes, exactly. So I'm not like disparaging it. It's cool no. they did it, but it's just it. it I don't want to say it's tacked on necessarily, but maybe no. it's tacked on. I mean, I would recommend if you're if, uh, like a hardcore speaking fan to check it out. Yeah. You know, I mean, the movie's not bad. If it's like a, a homie movie, you know, it's a homie movie. And if you remember, I can mean if people haven't seen Hot Boys, that's with B O Y Z, aka Gang Law, yeah. aka Gang Law in the UK. Uh, the the cast is pretty amazing. I mean, I can run it down. We already mentioned Silk. Can you run it down. Yeah, Silk, Dashocker, Master P. Snoop Dogg, Gary Busey, Mystical, Brent Huff, uh, did I miss anybody? Oh, and Sea Murder, <laughs> our buddy from No Tomorrow. <laughs> right, so it's a bunch of rappers and Brent Huff and Jeff Speakman. Oh, and, and Thomas Hall. So <laughs> Thomas Hall and Sea Murder in the same movie. Finally. <laughs> so I, I would love to know if Sea Murder asked C. Thomas Hall while making it, what it was like to make Soul Man? Because that would be really weird. That would be almost, it could be kind of awkward. Well, well, and also what I would ask is if they're related. That's a great point. Because their first, <laughs> their first names are both C. Yep, that means they're related. 
So, yeah. <laughs> if what I know about genealogy is correct, I am pretty sure C. Murder and C. Thomas Howell are both related. <laughs> that totally tracks. I'm not checking it. Right. No, don't check it. No. Don't check so, it. You think about um, Hot Boys the cast is outstanding. And for the remember, it's pretty fast-paced. It's, it's more enjoyable of a watch than you might think. But I do think you have to be somewhat accustomed to these homey movies to get yes. any appreciation out of it. Because yeah, we watch that. I think there's has every kind of homey movie cliche. It's got the barbecue or the cookout. And I mean, I don't have a copy. How do we see it? Oh, we watched it on demand. So I don't actually have a copy. So maybe I should just look for a copy. <laughs> Why not? Well, it, it, if you want to own Hot Boys, I mean, that's up to you. I'm drifting anything else we can say about Hot Boys. It's almost like we're running down like a death movie list again. And it's, it's if you want to hear about the plot of Hot Boys, all right, let's get let's let's get off this. Um, I, I think so. I mean, we talked about Speakman's part in Hot yeah. Boys, and this is really all about him so this is not the hot boys podcast no it's not not yet yet. so let's do another one that we've seen which is the expert he plays john lomax do you remember this one no (laughs) (laughs) i understand to be perfectly honest no i don't but once you start talking about it i might but you know there's the perfect weapon and there's the movie Expert Weapon, and then there's yes. the Expert, and I'm starting to get a little fuzzy. You know what? I could understand being confused by that. Actually, wow, I, that's a good example. <laughs> I was like, wow, it has almost the same title, three different movies. So what's interesting about this, I'll break it down a little bit. So first off, it's directed by two people, which is uh, it's oh, un- uncredited. Sign. It's not a good sign. It's uncredited William Lustig. Oh, um, oh okay. Uncredited. So... The movie is kind of a mess, if you remember. He plays um, with John Lomax. Something about going into prison. It's not very good. It's, he goes up against uh, James Brolin. It's like, wow, James Brolin. And a special guest star, Jim Vardy. He plays that, you know, here's your weapons character, Machine Gun Joe, as you talk about. Our Machine Gun Joe character. Yeah, do you want to is... explain that to people? I don't know if you have yet. Um, I, I'll be happy to explain it, but I was going to put that in the list of things to talk about as okay. far as cliche of the day. Oh yeah, well, maybe we'll do that in the next episode, so we'll, we'll explain it uh, even further. So, All right, we'll leave that as a cliffhanger. If you want to know, yeah. if you don't already know, but you want to know what a Machine Gun Joe character is, tune yeah. in on our next podcast. Yes, we'll, we'll definitely do it. I will not forget. But he plays a character named Snake, Jim Varney, or James Varney. <laughs> oh, is he credited as James Varney? No, I just added that. Oh. Wow. Well, I know that's your dream. It's the closest you're going to get to uh, Jim Varney in an action movie. I know Ernest Goes to Camp has a lot of shootouts and stuff, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, it's, it's possible Ernest has shot people. Yeah, this is the closest you're going to get. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I'm starting to remember this now. He's like a survivalist type. Yes. And, wow. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. So He's like, you know, he wears like camo pants and has like a hideout in the woods. And Okay, yeah. yes, yes. It's not very good. I mean... We called it shelf filler. So mm. there's a lot of shelf filler around at the time. And this is a really good example because you think it's going to be cool. I mean, what, I know James Brolin's a little old, but he was probably making Pensacola win, Wings of Gold back then or in that time frame. He could have fought Jeff Speakman because he's the villain. Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, I it think would be he great. Does, I think he does oh, beat him up for something. I'm sorry, go ahead. If in the, was it the Rage with Roy Scheider Fu? Yes, that was the best. You did not if, Roy, if, if there could be Roy Scheider Fu, couldn't there be James Brolin Fu? Is that really such a stretch? I would really would legitimately like to see a James Brolin Fu movie. That would actually be pretty cool. How did that never happen? It's a great uh, idea. I should have been an action star. An action star material. That's like a legitimate one. <laughs> not like a silly one, like a C. Everett Cooper or something that we mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself. But, uh, Coop. I'm doing the gun uh, pose. Yeah. So, the uh, expert. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, the plot really isn't much. I, I lost the expert. Okay, so uh, it's about a serial killer. He's a, he's a, uh, Speakman's in jail. You don't really care. We can go to the next one. That's a better movie. Okay. Um, and then I lost it again. So... Um, it's coming. Okay. Oh, okay. Before I get to the next Speakman movie, the, the tagline's cool because he, 
you know, it says judge, jury, executioner. He's like, oh, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's just a disappointment. So, okay, so our next uh, Jeffrey Speakman movie is Running Red. Running Red, okay, yes. So, this is an interesting movie because he plays a Russian, right? Yeah. And was Angie Everhart? Yes, Angie Everhart is his wife. Wow, that's a pretty good get. Yeah, Grigori is one of the toughest dudes in the Russian military. And then he, you know, goes then he goes back home or he kinda goes undercover. I don't want to give anything away. It's a pretty good movie actually. It's a lot of fun actors. Uh, at least ten times better than the expert, for sure. Um Reaction Kid is one of the best ones. We actually said that, so it's kinda interesting. There's no boredom, it's no it's stupid, but you know, it's part of the fun. It's an older PM, kind of I think it's ninety eight, ninety nine. So Oh, a newer PM. A newer PM. But what's funny is they they steal footage from Red Heat, that uh, bus chase. Uh, do you remember <laughs> when they did that? Well, I think I remember thinking, wait a minute, it's called Running Red. Yeah. They took from Red Heat. Yes. And he's Russian, hence Red, and Angie Everhart's hair, as yes. you know, is, is red. Yeah. I, I'm thinking this is purposeful. And we just talk about the virtual boy, right? That was red. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't <laughs> a movie. Maybe it was. You know, once again, how did we see this one? Um, I'll have to find it. I think I'm looking for a copy now. But it might pretty have funny. been uh, on disc, uh, Netflix disc. Yeah, maybe. Cause I'll do some research on that. Because it was a fun movie. And we kind of say it looks like Richard Karn. <laughs> I think also I, he kind of... I think you might have said Karn as an action star too, right? Before, so Karn. Well, he's in Richard Karn. He's in that horror movie I watched a few months ago, Tale of the Mummy. Mm. So he's like trying to like pass off as like a 25 year old, <laughs> and he's shirtless, by the way, Richard Karn. Oh. It's like well, if he's in a horror movie, they should have called it something like Maximum Carnage with a yeah. K. <laughs> Perfect. I love that Maximum Carnage. I love it. Well, I guess if you're shirtless, you do get a maximum carnage yeah, in the movie. It was, it was very surprising. <laughs> I mean, anything more? Well, I haven't really said much about Running Red. It, it's it's kind of a cool action movie, kind of under underrated for sure. And they steal footage and all stuff. That's that's actually part of the fun. Oh, definitely. I love when they steal footage. I mean, if anyone <laughs> who likes that should watch the movie Rangers because it's like all stolen footage. You know, you know what's so funny that you. You know, he said, why is there no virtual boy in Running Red? You know, uh, Jeff Speakman's daughter in the movie plays a Game Boy Color. So close. That is really close. Wow. That's really close, man. As close as you can get, because by 98, the virtual boy was gone, you know. (laughs) As Chris Lorenzo says in Silk Stockings, see ya. Exactly. (laughs) That's when people talk to their virtual boy. They said, see ya, and they probably... I don't know. <laughs> Gave it to Goodwill or something. Is I supposed to look up the lady's name in Silk Stockings? Now I don't. Oh, it's. Uh, I'll look. I'll look it up before the end of the episode. I won't forget. Well, you mean Mitzi Capture's name Mitzi on the show? I mean Mitzi Capture's name on the show. Yeah, I forget her name at the moment, but I won't. I won't forget to look it up before the end. We can go to another one now. We're gonna go to a dud. We actually, unfortunately, has a couple of duds. I hate to say that. Well, everyone um, does. Well, we talked about the rage briefly, and this is a good. This is a good uh, segue for Plato's Run. Oh, both with Busey, right? Yeah, Jerry Busey, Roy Scheider, and Jeff Oh, Scheider, yeah. Yeah, so Roy Scheider plays the villain, plays Snarkian. <laughs> I wonder so, if he's a snarky character. He's a typical villain. He did his best to prop this up. It was very standard filler. I think you might remember. It's like it, There's like a bar fight scene. Yeah, I remember that was the best scene in the movie. We didn't watch yeah. this all that long ago. I think it was within, no. the, within the past... Two, two years, maybe? Well, it was really funny. We posted it this year. That's how far back we are for reviews. We posted it on February 20 of 2020. So, oh, which means we probably watched it a year before. Yeah, I probably watched it in 2019. I kind of remember it because it was on Amazon Prime. Yeah, we said that the plot is unnecessarily complicated. It, so, Wait, who was speaking in the movie? He plays, a, he plays one of Gary Busey's friends. His name is Dominic. Oh, you're right. Okay, they're at a bar together and they're yes. kind of palling around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I remember too. I mean, yeah, I think I think 
does Gary Busey like try to like avoid um like traps or something? Landmines, that's yeah, what I landmines. Landmines. I think there's a and boat like, chase. Yeah, and there's some silly stunts and uh Gary Busey's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and yes. well, he always looks uh, cool in those. <laughs> I think Roy Scheider has some sort of like I guess you'd call it a mine training camp, like in his yes, backyard exactly. where he tests the mines and oh I stepped out of mine. <laughs> yeah. I did he blow up in that? Uh, spoiler. Uh, well, I don't know. We, you never said he blew up. Okay, here's the thing. I don't remember. <laughs> he maybe blows up because I got to tell you, I don't remember if Roy Scheider blows up in Plato's Run. <laughs> but it is a movie about mine, so someone's going to blow up. Yes. And this, this is kind of a later Speakman where he's not really doing much. I never talked about Speakman. We're jumping all around. But um, I don't know, he, didn't, he didn't do his classic Speakman. And... I'm going to go to another one that wasn't that good either. Then we're going to get to some good ones. Um, and I lost it. Here we go. Is, oh. Or do you, want, you want to guess it? You said? Oh, yeah. I was going to guess if it was Scorpio 1. You're right. I, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Speakman in space. <laughs> Again. Now, how does it... Here's my question. How does this compare to Time Lock? That's a great question. Because it's kind of the opposite. Because in Time Lock... McMaster's, he's the villain. And in Scorpio 1, he's the hero. He plays Jared Stone. So if you remember this movie, it starts in Iraq. Remember he fought some like Iraqi terrorists? Does that ring a bell? Uh, we, saw this, we saw this ages ago. Ages. This is like yeah. the beginning of the website. Yes. So it's a little fuzzy. Remember? All What's I remember really? really is that it's a space slog. And I don't think I liked it very much. Yeah. I don't have it anymore. It's a, uh, it was, um, Tape Purge. A Tape Purge movie. Which is understandable when you watch the movie, because it's like, oh, Speakman, yeah, cool. So, uh, okay, so it's Space Slog. You've, you've, we've seen these movies before. He has to go into space to fight Robert Carradine, <laughs> I think. That's the As plot. you do. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's the uh, villain played by Brent Hoff. His name is Till. Oh, Hoff is in that, too? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So, yeah, he's been in at least two movies with Brent Hoff. That's, that is interesting. What? Here's the... <laughs> I'm going to read a little bit of the review, if you don't mind. No, go because, ahead. Okay, so here's the plot. Uh, okay, so the speakster has to investigate and battle the evil Till, played by Brent Huff. And then, on, meanwhile, on he's in space. So let's get that out there. He's in space right now, uh, Jeff Speakman. But see, on meanwhile, on Earth, there's a corrupt senator named Treadwell. And he's up to, you know, he's trying to destroy the space station that Jeff Speakman's on. But the CIA director, Wilfred, remember this character, Brett? Played by George Murdoch. Wilfred. Okay. Was he a cranky old salt? He sure was. <laughs> he was a great um, cranky old salt. Okay. He stole the movie. Like so, a Win Irwin type? Yes, Win Irwin from Bloodfist. Oh, wait. Uh, no, Ground Zero. Can't wait to remember that. I love when they cut back to these old salts. They can't afford Jack Warden, so they get these Win Irwin, and you get these George Murdoch types just to be all grumpy. Well, that's a good thing they did because it's the best part of the movie. There's something funny about Wilfred. Uh, or, or what was it? I think it's just kind of Wilfred. Okay. So, okay. So, I mean, for, for a review for Scorpio 1... I would probably skip it, or I guess if you're if you're a super Speakman fan, check it out because he does do some of his kempo in the beginning, but then over then it becomes a space slug. Right, so, you don't want that. No. All right, so now we're gonna get to some good ones. Now let's start with. Okay, here we go. Street Night. Finally, we get to Street yes. Night. Yes, I think it might be. If not the best, maybe uh, certainly second to Perfect Weapon. Well, you say that now, but I'm going to be mentioning another movie in a second. Now you'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I think I know what it is, and you're right. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah. So if you people know about Street Night, it's one of the last canon movies, right? So, um, and, you know, Jeff Speakman's trying to, you know, have a, these gang truce in the movie. He beats up some people. It's a fun movie. I think it's very underrated. Right, right. And I think he came out kind of at the height of Speakman mania. Yes. You know. And uh, it's by the director of Purple Rain. Absolutely. <laughs> That's exactly right, yeah. Albert Magnoli. Right, Albert Magnoli. So yeah. if you can only imagine what 
Magnolia would do, having worked with Prince, now he's working with Speakman, um, the results are pretty much what you'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically the perfect review for it. But it's funny. I mean, he has that cool wrench fight in like in a, in the garage. Right, and he hits this guy with a wrench, and it seems yeah. very painful. Yeah, it seems very painful. It's like, oh, how, how do I get hit with a wrench? I mean, <laughs> well, certainly not by Jeff Speakman. Oh no, no. So, so well, but don't mess with whatever his name is in the movie, and you won't have a problem. But that is the one where, like, all of a sudden he's on like a horse chase. Yes, or, you know. <laughs> I was hoping you'd mention that. <laughs> it's you know. Where'd that come from? That's a classic thing Magnolia might do. You know, all of a sudden it's Harry says like I won't run anymore, and then in the very next scene he's running. He's running. It's pretty he says, great. He says now it's my turn, but he wasn't talking to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> there's all these great like wacky things that happen. It's it's this is a recommended Speakman. Absolutely. What's funny about the movie that his name is Jake Barrett, right? And we mm-hmm. happen that we mentioned that his name should be Jake Knight. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. But you can't have everything. Or, or yeah, Jake Knight or Jake Street. (laughs) Okay, well that's pushing it, but you know that could be someone's last name. Well, look at Dirk Longstreet. Well, he has the long part. Also, (laughs) Oliver is Olivier Gruner. Gruner. Yeah. (laughs) Olivier Gruner or whatever. (laughs) Wow. Um, I'm. It's like Michael Paré. He's really add the Paré. yeah, so I would definitely recommend this one. I, I mean, there's there's a part at the end. I don't want to give it away because it's like kind of a funny kind of credit. I mean, oh. kind of. Well, but at the end of this episode, let's just say we might be cueing the music by Todd Smallwood. Oh, okay, so then maybe before you do that, I'll say the quote. So. Right. Now, that was a good one. I definitely recommended Street Night. Awesome, really yes. kind of a fun movie. So now yes. we're gonna go to oh, here's another good one. Okay, hmm, what do you want to do next? Okay, we're going to do Deadly Outbreak. Okay. Oh, yes. Die Hard in a, uh, like a germ. Like it's, it's a Israeli plant. biochemical weapon laboratory. Exactly. And you <laughs> took the words right out of my mouth. Yes. <laughs> so he plays uh, Sergeant Dutton Elvis Hatfield. Right. Yes. We thought this was, and he goes up against Ron Silver. Very good. I love Ron Silver. Uh, so it's kind of like Ron Silver in Time Cop, but now he's in Deadly Outbreak. Right. It's directed by the same guy who made uh, The Expert, Rick Avery. Well, it's Rick Avery slash, you know, William Lustig. So we actually enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, it's just a good Die Hard in a movie. We might have talked about this in the Die Hard in episode, actually. I think we did. But, I, you know, it's, it's a good example of that sort of thing. You know, Speakman is made for this kind of thing. Yes, he delivered the goods. He did a ton of tempo in it. It's, very, it's, one, like, one, it's a new image movie. It's like, oh, no, not a new image movie. But this really delivered the goods, I thought. Yeah, no, it, this is a recommended movie, and it's good how we're kind of moving up the ranks of Speakman. Now we're talking about the better ones. Yeah. Um, well, I made sure to do that because I don't want to talk about a bad one at the end or something. So yeah, this is a. If you haven't seen Deadly Outbreak, definitely check it out. Now, last I checked, it was on Amazon Prime. Now, it might be on IMDb TV, which is kind of like Amazon. You can have that on your Amazon Prime or Roku device. So that's what it says. It says you can watch it on IMDb TV if you want to check it out. Okay, that's good. So um, people can see that because that's free and it's that's free. Right. You yeah, know, easy to access. And that's actually a really good. Um, Segue into the next movie that's also hot. You can watch on IMDb TV, Land of the Free. Yes, yes, that's what I was thinking of. When yes. I know there's another good one coming. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of Land of the Free. I, you know, not everyone might agree with this, but I do think <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Because you can't help but enjoy this movie. Because I want to break this down a little bit more. So Frank Jennings, played by Jeff Speakman, is William Shatner's campaign manager, and he beats up people. Okay, so we'll, we'll, hold on. Let's, yeah. let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I can, this movie starts uh, William Shatner. Yes. And and Jeff Speakman. So there is a movie in this world that has Shatner and Speakman together. I think that's a, I think that's noteworthy in and of itself. And it's so it's a PM movie, so it is a really fun like bus bus chase and explosions. That was that's, that's a movie highlight. Yeah. Yeah. 
And what's really funny is that the background music is all this American, you know, patriotic music, like do 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 very rousing. Yeah. And so I'll break down the Paul bit of Land of the Free if people haven't seen it. Eden Carvel, well, insert ice cream joke here, is running for the U.S. Senate, and then Speakman is his campaign manager. And he's, you know, trying to get, you know, shatters the Senate. But there's a secret militia group out for out for uh, to get Carvel. There's a Carvel. <laughs> well, well it's, there's nothing wrong with being out to get Carvel. I mean, you might want you might want Fudgy the Whale. You might want Cookie Puss. We don't know. I've I've had Cookie Puss, uh, you know, ice cream, and it's funny because it's cool how it's made. It's like a little kind of clowny, uh, smiley face. It's cool. So, so. So with that in mind, uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's, I want to talk a little bit more about Land of the Free. Yeah, so, of course. Okay. Oh wait, let's hear something to say. Go ahead. No, I don't. Okay. Land of the Free so, it up. Okay. So, <laughs> so you know, because Shatner was a politician, they call him a maverick, and his enthusiasm is very Howard Dean. So like, yeah. <laughs> and his political stances seem to be more in the Ron Paul camp. So. Right. Okay. It's a mixture of John McCain, Howard Dean, and Ron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> all our favorite elderly politicians. <laughs> you gotta love them all, just like Pokemon. Yes. So, or because <laughs> it could be like the James Carville, you know, the that crazy. Oh yeah, Carville, Carville. Okay, Carville. yeah. It's like uh, Clinton. Is it going to be a new president, Clinton? It's like I can't wait your Carville impression, but. You know who I'm talking about? This kind of crazy bald man. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it. So we said that you know he's <laughs> Speakman's the campaign campaign manager, but he should be the Speakman of the House. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know that I'm laughing at my own jokes here, but I, yeah, that is a good line. Whoever thought yeah. of it, I don't know if it was you or me, but one of us thought of it, and that's a good one. That's a good one. And what the movie's very patriotic, so it's kind of fun. You know, it's like uh, you can't help but enjoy because I think it's. Re- People know about this one because people always talk about the the classic speakman, which we're going to talk about last in a minute. But I think Land of the Free needs to have another look. I so, couldn't agree more. Yeah. And <laughs> okay, because we posted this movie so long ago, it says especially in this election year of 2012, yeah. <laughs> people should see Land of the Free. <laughs> Once again, we are in an election year as of this recording, so it's yeah. still relevant. So maybe in the year 2020, people should watch Land of the Free. Absolutely. And it's I don't want to give it any any way any more stuff. It's just, it's Shatner at his best. It's Speakman at his best. There's some fun surprises. So yeah, 20. Yep. And it, it's funny. It is an election year. Oh, that, that's a great cliche too. <laughs> right, we've mentioned that before. It's an election yeah. year. I guess I could be Trump or not. I don't know. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You daily have to do. You have to watch Land of the Free. I love Jeff Speakman. I love William Shatner. Great actor. Love Tech War. Okay. <laughs> okay, so thank you, Mr. Trump. Okay. So are we going to move on to the next thing, or do is there more you want to say about Land of the Free? No, that's it. Just definitely check this one out. So it's on IMDb TV. That's what it says, so, IMDb. <laughs> so you have no excuse. No uh, excuse. Yeah, you really do have no excuse on that one because you can just download the app on your phone or on wherever on your Android and watch it. So right, or on your uh, Zune. Yeah, your Zune or Nook or something. <laughs> yeah, right. some device that people definitely have. Yes, I, do people still have Nooks? I don't know. The Kindle too has a lot. I never had Nooks, but what 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 was the Microsoft one? Kindle, right? Oh no, not Kindle. No, no. It wasn't Nook. What was, was it? Wasn't Zune either? Or maybe it was Zune. Oh, Zune? Okay, yeah, they made another Zoom. one. No, I was thinking of... They get a competitor to the iPod. It the was Zune. It was Zune. Yeah. <laughs> Zune. Okay, so we're on the final movie. Um, I think which, we all know what it is. Yes, I think we know what it is, which is The Perfect Weapon. Of course, of course. We might so, have talked... Yeah. Well, coming full circle because we yes. kind of started with me saying how I remember it coming to the theater and all that. So now we can go into deeper detail. But I think I know what you're about to say, which is we've talked about the perfect weapon before. Yes. And what episode was that? 
I don't remember, but I, <laughs> what I do remember is saying how there's an uncut version with more Mariska Hartate. Or Hartate I would love to see that. According to my sources, she's in the TV version. So if that ever comes on TV ever again, you might see more of her footage. And as I believe we said last time, what needs to happen is a fancy Blu-ray that has the theatrical and the TV version. I would I would pay big bucks. I would love to see that. That seems like the perfect thing for a Shout Factory to do. Yes, That's I it. could totally see that. MVD, right? Uh, either, yeah, either MVD or Shout Factory would be the ideal companies to do something like that. Because Shout Factory, if they, you know, if there's a TV version out there, they usually add it if they can. Which is amazing. Like they do so obviously they have access to TV versions. So this was a big hit movie. You know, it's not that obscure. It's pretty mainstream. No. So it's, what's the problem? There's no what's problem. This is like, if you want to watch a mainstream action movie, people probably think of the perfect weapon because you definitely rented it at your local video store, your, your blockbuster and such. It's yeah, a, it was the perfect movie for that, you know. Yeah, so perfect. You pick up a pizza at your Pizza Hut, <laughs> you go to Blockbuster, you, you, watch, you get the perfect weapon. What a night! What a it's, night! It's a great entertainment, you know. That's what we're all what life is about, just having some great fun, watching some <laughs> Speakman, having some Zuh. It's great. And so that's why we're celebrating the man today. I mean, what could be better than, you know, you're, you're eating your pizza, you're drinking maybe a beer, and you're watching <laughs> The Perfect Weapon? I mean, it, does life get any better? <laughs> no, I really, no, not at all. That is the perfect life. <laughs> so, so, yeah, Shout Factory, let's go with the Blu-ray. So I guess <laughs> people know about The Perfect Weapon, right? I mean, I can break down yeah, the plot a little so. bit. Yeah, you could talk about it. All right, so Jeff Sanders, Jeff Speakman. <laughs> Pulling uh, a total Tony Danza on that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's training in his Kempo, and then he goes back to his old haunts where he, you know, he, he is it Mako? Yeah, Mako. So, you know, he's friends with Mako, and then there's a gang, there's a gang war, and then, but the main villain of the of the piece, of course, is uh, Professor Toru Tanaka. Mm, yeah. Guess uh, what his name is. Um, Tony? Tanaka. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's funny. I, gotta, I, I have to look into more Toru Tanaka. He only plays Tanaka. So they have some really good fights, especially towards the end, if you remember. Because I think there's like a shipyard fight. It's really just pure entertainment. Well, I remember it's classic 90s action at its best. I mean, this yeah. is this is what we want to see. This is what it's all about. This is what like the podcast and the website's all about. It's a perfect weapon. That's really like a top 10 example, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just how could this not bring back memories of being yeah. at the video store and, and seeing this on the on your video store shelf? I love those memories. I know I could talk about those all day. I mean, it's well, that's why we have all series devoted to it. We'll have one real soon. Yeah. I mean, that's the end of um, the Speakman list of movies we've seen. Now, he's in an episode of Hunter. Uh, And you've seen it. I I think so, but he makes no impression because he's like a glorified extra, kind of like a Lionheart. Right, which is a movie we've seen and is on the website, but technically he's in it, but he's like an extra. Yeah, I maybe I don't. Well, I don't have a copy of Lionheart. But um, if, if, I, if I get a copy one day, I'll uh, I'll try to look for him. I'll try to spot him. I believe there's an MVD Blu-ray. Of Lionheart? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think there is. Now, there's a, a movie that we've, I've never seen. It's hard to find. It's called Escape. This is a movie we haven't seen. It's called Escape from Atlantis. Now, no one mm-hmm. really talks about this one. He's like, let's see here. He like goes back <laughs> in time. I'm sorry, what? Have you seen it, this movie? No, I've never seen Escape from Atlantis. But it's like, it's supposed to be some kind of wacky comedy, like a family comedy. Like so, McSinsey's Island type thing? <laughs> yes, McSinsey's Island, Hulk Hogan, Grace Jones, and Robert Vaughn. <laughs> a cast to die for. That could be a whole podcast in itself. Well, it's, it it's, really it's a typical, typical kids movie. I saw it when you bought it at Time Tunnel all those years ago. I don't. I remember just about nothing, but I, I, but I remember it being ridiculous. So, 
Uh, the thing about Escape from Atlantis, I hear it was it was made for stars back in the 90s. So that's kind of interesting. Oh. So that's well, only that's what stars was doing original programming, really. Yeah. So they play on stars like 6,000 million times. It was made for stars. You know, I used to have stars and they never played it. But that was if I had stars, let's say 12, 15 years ago, it would be on the guide. <laughs> so I would have checked mm-hmm. it out. So, I mean, it looks like kind of a weird movie. Something about, like, it's like a fantasy thing, and he's, like, fighting elves and stuff. Looks very goofy. So, All right, well, that's something to look out for. Or leprechauns, I think. So, that's the end of Speakman. Um, is there anything else you want to say? Um, I, thanks for listening. Um, oh, well, we got to do the, we gotta do the, uh, the links and such. So, oh, yeah. Well, um, Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Well, all, all I was going to say is if you want to email us, email us at crpodcast at yahoo.com. And you can hear the podcast on iTunes, of course, but also on all our other places. Pretty yeah. much all the podcatchers have us right, now. We have a new one. one. Amazon. Well, you can hear us on Amazon Music. That's really awesome. So, so wow, we're on yeah. everything. Yeah, we're on all, all the big ones. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's like, are we on Just Zoom? Listen all because, I mean, you're already listening to this, so obviously you found us somehow. Yeah, um, thank you for listening, by the way. Also, we can mention, you know, there's Ty Comeuppance on the Twitter. Uh, Ty Action Rocks on Instagram. I think I posted Perfect Weapon on there. Or if I did, I'll do it soon. I know I posted a, a Speakman, I think. So, um, what else is there? Oh, the, the site itself, comeuppanceinterviews.net. And we're on Facebook. Yes. So, yes. All right. We're, on so, every, we're everywhere. <laughs> it's, we're unavoidable. Um, but what I did want to say is yeah. thanks to the Comeuppance Warriors. Yes. Thank you. And, okay. um, and you wanted to say the bit about Kempo? Oh, yes. I have two things I want to mention before we end this great episode. <laughs> is that Mitzi, Mitzi Capture plays Sergeant Rita Lee Lance on Silk Stockings. Oh, okay. All right. And the thing about the Kempo, I'm going to need one more second to just uh, All right. get All right. Maybe we can vamp a bit while you look that up. But thanks to the listeners who are also the Comeuppance Warriors. Thanks yeah. to Jeff Speakman. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he doesn't know we're doing well, this maybe. tribute to him, but if he does, thank right. you. Well, All the entertainment you've given us over the years. Um, I think most yeah. of his output is pretty good. I mean, we talked about some of his, his you know, weaker efforts, but most of it, he's always good in them. Just want to make that as a no, kind of final that's important to say. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'm going to mention the quote, and then I guess we'll end the episode. So here it is. I want to say after you do that, and then we'll end the episode. Okay. So <laughs> the movie is dedicated to the United Kempo family and for gang truths everywhere. Cue the music by Todd Smallwood. Yep. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
<laughs> okay, so thank you, Mr. Trump. Yep. So, are we 